And a very good evening to everybody. Welcome to our Saturday night program coming live from the Portrait Church. And our guest online tonight is, uh, I'm keeping a track of my globe trotting online. So I've been to like Denmark, Brazil, California. And now we're in Parkinson. <laughs> Just up the road. Just up the road from you. There. <laughs> so, yeah, you're a bit down there somewhere. <laughs> So tonight, great pleasure to welcome a real girly, you know, he's going to get embarrassed, Mark, but he really is a sterling emissary for the name of spiritualism. Uh, he studied under many great tutors, he was a great tutor and teacher himself, a demonstrator. So, very warm welcome, Mr. Mark. So, Mark, good evening, sir. Lovely. Thank you, Lawrence. Lovely to be here and, and lovely to be here with everyone else as well. It's always a pleasure. And uh, the topic of tonight is the power of spirit in daily life. And you know what? That really resonates with me because since we've been in this uh, state of affairs, one of the revelations is that we know that we've known for a long time that spirit is part of our daily life. And it just didn't really, didn't really sort of like really come into a conflict. But certainly in this time, uh, the work of the Spirit has been astounding. We've seen mm. uh, the same thought going around the globe. I know I keep saying this, it's amazing. Everybody's thinking the same thing. The, same thing. Uh, the little things when you're working with Spirit, it's just you know, so really is a very passionate subject. I'm really looking forward to uh, tonight's talk. Flashing. Oh, sorry. Go on. I'm a guest. Remember. Just say quick hello to everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Jamie. If you follow anybody else having a problem with the sound out there, please. You are you are breaking up for me as well, Lawrence. How's that? Ah, that's better. We got you. See, I, ne oh, I nearly said something then, but I better not. All <laughs> 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 the water sheds. <laughs> yeah, you got two hours before you're allowed to be naughty. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can only do it in your own bubble. Anyway. <laughs> Mark, without further ado, uh, I'd like to hand over to you, please, and everybody. If you've got any questions, please put them into the comments box. We will tackle those uh, during the course of the evening. But otherwise, sit back and listen and take in, because Mark's going to give a really informative evening this evening with a lot of things you can take away and do yourself. Lovely. Bless you. Thank you, Lawrence. Good evening, everyone. Um, it's lovely to be here with you, beginning of a new year. And Lawrence and I were chatting about different things that we can talk about and that we can bring to you across these evenings. And one of the things that, that's really been something for me, not just through this time, but throughout my life, is about how the spirit world and our understanding of spiritualism and our connection to the spirit world is a very personal thing and we all can develop and enhance 
our connection with the spirit world um, for ourselves. You know, a lot of times um, through the years of, of me working, you hear people wanting just to develop things for other people, to be out there as a demonstrating medium or as a reader or as a healer. But it's always about sort of other people and what they're going to do within the lives of others, which is wonderful, of course, to be of service to others. But of course, it's really important to also to be able to serve oneself and one's own needs in life. And and I was very lucky in many respects that I was um, born and raised in a spiritualist household. So I was born and brought up with the spirit world as being a part of everyday life. So from the, the one thing which I think is the, the big importance that flows through our understanding of spirit is that of healing. And from being just a little a little toddler, a little kid, in our household, if anyone was unwell, we were, it was always said that we'd go up to them, put our hands on them and ask for the pain um, to go away and ask for the healing to flow. And sort of my earliest memories in, in my family have always been about the idea of supporting each other when you're unwell and giving the healing and healing just being normal, commonplace. Again, until I went out into um, school and and met with other kids and things and then suddenly found that don't you do this in your house oh don't you talk to people that not everyone can see oh just our household then okay and so it was it was seen then as being oh well maybe we do do something that's a bit different maybe we are a little different in our approach to life but for me healing has always been a, a great interest all the way through and, and still is but a lot of people always focus on healing for others and and thinking of healing for others and even what used to astound me or was left me with a very big question mark was when i used to go to certain churches and i would find that the healers were in a worse physical condition than the people that they were healing on and there was a question in my mind as the young quizzical person that i was well if they're bringing through all this wonderful healing why are they not working on themselves with it and so I've always been brought up that, you know, you put your hands on yourself and, and you ask for healing, even if it's just you rather than for someone else. And of course, as time went on, you know, that question of the healer heal thyself became one that I was really always interested in. And of course, many years down the line after starting my work in spiritualism and, and serving on the platforms, I came in touch with with people that did Reiki. And of course, the first principle in Reiki is healer, heal thyself. You work on yourself healing. So it kind of confirmed this idea that we should work on ourselves. We can work on ourselves for healing. And so what I wanted to do over the course of tonight is, is give you little techniques, little ideas and things that you can incorporate into your daily life to bring that power of the spirit world, of healing, of our closeness um, into the course of life so for me healing's my 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 big one for you tonight there's loads of other bits we're going to talk about but um every morning and every evening i do some self-healing that's what i start my day with it's what i finish my day with it's my way of of starting the day in a positive manner in a positive energy and then it's my way of, of sort of just letting go of everything in the evening when i go to bed when i go to sleep so I like to do that. So to make things very simple, all energy follows thought. Whatever we think, 
the energy flows with that. So if we think of healing flowing within us and flowing through us, we're harnessing that power of healing by the thought. So again, when we, when in the morning, um, I'm a snooze button person. I'm not like Snow White jumping out of bed, whistling and the birds coming down first thing in the morning. And, and I, I hit my snooze alarm and I place one hand over my heart, one over my solar plexus, and I just ask for healing to flow. And the same, all of you can do this. You can even follow in with me for a second as we're talking about it now. And just asking for that healing power to flow. You can call on the spirit world, call on friends, family, guides, helpers, angels, however you wish to um, focus on that, the loving divine power, that infinite spirit, and just ask healing energy to flow through your hands, to flow into your heart, into your solar plexus, and to flow through into the rest of your body. And you can just focus on the breath, just focus on the warmth and the power that starts to emanate through your hands. Imagine it flowing through the body. If you want, obviously, if there are areas that are uncomfortable or painful, of course you can move your hands to those areas. We always think of healing hands and placing your hands wherever you need it. But also when I do that as a, as a morning, I also ask the other world to bring in positive energy, to give me guidance, to give me inspiration during my day. So before lockdown, if I was doing a teaching weekend, I would always ask, please help me be effective. Please help me to help those people that are coming to work with me today. Please inspire me. If I've got a, a day of paperwork, the dreaded, the dreaded accounts paperwork, please help me stay in a positive, not so distracted mood so I can get my paperwork done and asking for that, that strength and that guidance. So we can set a good intention for the day. Please help me to get through the day the best I can in the best way possible. And whether you do that for five minutes, 10 minutes, however long you want to, you know, loads of people don't often apply spiritual practices in daily life because they feel they've got to devote hour a day or half an hour, two hours a day or whatever it may be. And so it often puts them off doing anything on a daily basis because it's I've got to find time within the midst of things. And so I would say to people, if you just do five minutes, five minutes is better than having done nothing in a day. If you can do 10 minutes, 10 minutes is even better than five. So something, anything that you can do is going to is going to do that. So, again, that gives you a nice set of intention, asking for the other world to be with you. If you know that you've got difficult situations that you're facing again while you're having that lovely healing session, putting out the thoughts for the spirit world, give me the strength to deal with these things. Bring me the, the words I need to find. Help me bring people that will help me, whatever it may be. That's your setting up of the, the day. Then when I get to an evening session, when I take myself off to bed and snuggle up into my duvet, then my hands again go back to heart and solar plexus. And I just start to ask again for that love, for that healing, just letting it move the way through, move through the body. And, and then thanking the spirit world for whatever's gone on in that day, remembering just to say my gratitude for the things and for the people that I may have met, the things that have gone well, the things that are already moving in a nice way, you know. So, and again, we forget, you know, we, at the moment, when we look around us, we forget how 
regardless of how difficult our circumstances are, we forget how how lucky we are. We forget that, you know, we've got the roof over our heads. We've got, you know, okay, we're, we're dealing with stressful situations. But, you know, there are a lot of things we can still be thankful for. We can still be grateful for, even in the most minute detail, you know, I had a little chat with Lawrence before we came on and we were laughing and joking. Do you know, I'm grateful for the fact of being able to have a laugh and a joke with people. You know, we forget, we, for, we forget the little things, you know, so I've, I've said to my students at the beginning of the year, you know, I'm constantly grateful for being able to reach out and work with people via the internet. Otherwise I'll be sat in home doing diddly. Um, so it's always that connection, always that sense of, there's always something we can find to have that feeling of thankfulness for. We've made it through another day. Um, you know, our loved ones are safe, etc. And in both of those times of healing, I also will spend time sending out healing for other people as well. Um, all the way through, I don't know well, you can't see it behind me. I forget which way I am. You can see I've got a candle lit in the background there. Um, I, through everything that's gone on, um, over the last nine months, um, I've had a lot of people that contact saying, can you put so-and-so on your healing list? All the way through the day, I have candles that, that light, that I light up and, and I will sit and send out thoughts and be mindful that while the candle's burning, healing is going out to people and the power of an asking spirit to watch over them, to help them um, on their journey, on their pathway, whatever it is. We can't be conditional in healing. We can't say we can't have a bargain with the divine. Well, I'll promise to be good if you just see them through this. You know, we do have sometimes that sense. I'll, 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 be, I'll be good if you'll do this. I'll be good if you do that. And, um, you know, we, we can only just sort of say, well, you know, I send out the healing for whatever's needed, however it needs to be. And, you know, and that sometimes when we saw someone recently and they said how powerless they feel, how powerless they feel at the moment to being able to do anything. And I said, but are you sending out prayers of healing? Are you asking for the love and the guidance and support for those people? And they said, yes. And I said, then you are doing something, something that's important, something that's really um, helpful. Years and years ago, I was doing a trance demonstration and a question was asked of the, the guide who was coming through and speaking. And someone said, you know, um, we do all of this sending out of, of healing and absent healing into the world, all these church services, uh, day in, day out, year in, year out. And, and look at the state of the world. Um, do not think that um, healing isn't actually doing a good job in the world. And the response from the spirit world came back. Can you imagine what this world would be like if you weren't doing all of that healing work? Can you imagine the space that it would be in if you weren't sending out those thoughts, those prayers, those intentions? So I thought, what a lovely, astute way of putting it. You know, there may be these great difficulties, but imagine how much more difficult things might be if we didn't have this lovely flow of, of energy and of healing. And so for me, beginning of the day, end of the day, my own personal healing time, at moments during the day um, when people message me or whatever, I will just sort of sit and spend a few moments adding their names, adding their thoughts or taking them into, into our healing groups or 
mediumship groups we always sort of mention people that we want to send healing to so you know healing is a really powerful everyday tool that we can all harness a prayer a thought an intention all of us have those but do we continue to keep them in the forefront of our mind do we continue to think about that sending of of prayer and of healing not in a way of worrying but actually in a case of saying i want to send out this love and this positivity with all the hope and with all the love and the compassion that i can do and then hand it over my my nan had that lovely saying that i'm sure many of you will um have heard or your own family use or even yourself use let go and let god hand it over to the other world hand it over to the spirit world you know our worry actually doesn't achieve a lot of things apart from draining us tiring us out i think last year so many people were just tired because because of worry what's going to happen it's wearing so again this self-nurture of, of of healing is something that for me is, is really big so when you're listening to this or those of you that have got questions you'll you'll be more than happy to ask questions as we go through the evening for those of you that are watching on catch up and things you know just bring this power of healing on a daily basis you know loads of people go oh well you've got to be trained to heal healing is natural to our spirit it's natural to our being but we tend to shut ourselves off we tend to think who am i to be able to heal or to be able to connect or you know you have to be worthy uh, or gifted in a particular way to be these things and of course it's not we're a spirit in the body so we're connected to the spirit world we're connected to that divine power we're part of everything that divine creation so nothing is shuttered off from us it's only shuttered off when we think here in the mind that we don't have access to it that we're not able we're not capable um you know some people may be more in tune with it some people may be more um more of an attitude when it comes to mediumship and healing just like some people are, are amazing with music with numbers figures science stuff their brain is attuned to those kind of things it's the mechanics of how their brain works studies have shown you had um brian johnson and brian robertson and paul simon james talk about the brain waves and how they've studied in the laboratory that these pathways that all light up when mediums are working that it shows that there's something happening very particular to the brain of a medium or a healer when they're working so this is something that you know is being studied and looked at so again self-healing if you can do it every morning and every evening that's great if you can only do it once in a while or even in those moments you know you might be in a moment and and feeling unwell feeling in pain take yourself off to one side place your hands in in the area where there's a problem just ask the other world to draw close ask for that love for that healing power and just be in it put some nice music on chill out whatever you may want to do and just ask for the healing to flow through you don't put any doubt don't put any concern in there about well what if it doesn't work all energy will follow the thought healing will come even if in that moment you're unaware of the feeling of it happening it'll still be working upon you it'll still be going in so for me healing priority okay 
So if you, as we go, as we go on, if you want to ask questions, you can, and Lawrence will be watching out in the comments section and bringing anything up. Um, but obviously, if you want to wait until the end, because the questions might get answered as we go along, entirely up to you. So what goes kind of hand in hand, and you may have noticed um, when I said in that morning session and the evening session, I'm talking to the other world uh, and sending out my prayers or my thoughts. I've always been the, the sort of person, and some of you may have been like this when you were kids. I used to get lost in my what I would call my own little worlds of imagination. I would be talking to people here, there and everywhere. And, and obviously some of those were obviously the spirit world people that we were talking with. But I always believe that, you know, the spirit world is still very much a part of everyday life. And so I've always been the kind of person who talks to the spirit world, not necessarily constantly, but certainly throughout my day, I will turn my thoughts to the spirit world and I will say, well, what do you think about that? You know, I might watch something on the news and say, well, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts? Almost the same I was if someone was sat there in the room with me. You know, I was used to talk to my granddad about things. And so when he passed over, I would still in my mind and, and verbally talk to my granddad and say, OK, what about this? And granddad, what do you think of that? And and I would have the sense and the feeling from him of, of what he was saying or how he would say things. Now, you know, a sceptical turn around and say, well, that's your mind. But of course, we in spiritualism um, know that that's not the case. We know that we have this communication with the spirit world, but we can have that conversation still through our own awareness, through our own connection. And certainly during the course of, of what's happened in the last year, I've had a lot of conversations. I know Lawrence um, will as well have had a lot of conversations with the spirit world about where now, where next, how do we deal with this? What do we do? And, and how do we need to deal with things? And, you know, you might think, well, these are all very mundane and earthly things, but actually the spirit world have been here through earthly and mundane matters. Your loved ones have been with you um, before they passed and went back to the spirit world. They were here um, becoming a part of this everyday life, mundane life, if you like. So when they pass the spirit world, they don't suddenly lose the interest in our daily struggles, our daily concerns. They don't stop having a desire to help us, to support us, to encourage us. You know, when when some of you will have heard this story, so I will keep it incredibly short. But when um, Corona broke out, I was in India and we got quarantined. And um, when I came back to the UK, uh, when we finally were, were released from our quarantine and we came back to the UK, I came back to chaos, as you can imagine and had to quarantine even when I got back here. And I sat in the first few days when I came back and my head was a mess. And I talked to Lawrence about this um, when I got back from India. And I said, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know how to deal with anything as, as most people I'm sure were thrown into a similar sense of dismay. And I just sat and I heard the spirit world say to me, you won't be teaching in person until the middle of next year. And this was back in in March of last year. And I went, you are joking. And with some other choice language thrown in. And, and I said, you are joking. And I said, they, and, and I said, but they've said three weeks we're in lockdown and the rest months. And I'm like, no. But actually, it was true. 
what was being said, uh, even though I didn't want to listen. I was a bit like a, a petulant child going, la, 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 don't want to hear you, don't want to hear that. And uh, and I was like, no, I'm not having that. And, and of course, what it did, though, it made me not get distressed when things kept elongating. It made sense of what had been said. So I was like, oh, okay, you said it was going to be longer. There were other things that, that would be said. And you might say, well, how do we know when we get stuff from the other world? How do we know it's not our own self that's telling us things? How do we know that it's not imagination? You know, in my mediumship all the way through, I always ask the other world to bring some kind of proof, some kind of acknowledgement that this is genuine. And this evening is a good example of that. I think it was the 1st or the 2nd of January, I was in the shower and I thought I must message Lawrence to say, if you want me to do a talk or anything, um, I'm more than happy. And literally as I came down, started my computer, Lawrence's message popped up and said, I've been thinking about doing some more talks in January, would you do one? I went, well, funnily enough, I was just about to message you. So we have that lovely correspondence all the things that the spirit world have said to me over the course of this year about things that are happening. I've had confirmations from other mediums and things that are mediums I trust and, and, and lay great store and faith in. And so when we look at ourselves in our daily life, we can build up this sense of inspired thought connection with the other world. You know, again, loads of people go, well, I'm not mediumistic. I'm not, I don't see the spirit world. I don't get this. I don't get that. Often the spirit connection is very subtle. It's a flow of thought that just suddenly pops into your mind. How many times have you been searching for words to say to someone and you think, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to respond or what to give them. And then suddenly a flow of words comes into your head and you think, God, that was good. I must remember that. And then it's gone. As soon as it's said, it's gone. And you think, where did that come from? Well, you were reaching out, asking for the wisdom, the guidance. You were asking for help, somebody, somewhere, help me, help me to know what to say. And so the same happens within our daily life. That connection is only a thought. The spirit world are only a thought away. It's not a great ritual or rigmarole to reach. The two worlds are intertwined. It's just where we place our attention. So I say to my students, a lovely way of encouraging this communication, take a five minutes out of your day, have a notepad and pen and just sit quietly, maybe have a bit of chilled out music playing and just sit and just say to the spirit world, what is it you want to tell me today? What is it you want me to know? And then whatever thought comes to your mind, whatever inspiration or words or comment may come, write it down date it this is what i've been told today and make notes as you go about inspiration that you're given the words that you're given sometimes you may just hear you know we are with you we support you we love you just that in itself isn't it nice to know you have that from the other world isn't it nice to know you're you're being watched over you're being guarded but sometimes people might say you know just be aware that other people may not appreciate you all the time but it means that we may still love you. We may still um, care for you. Don't let others take away that feeling of being loved. All manner of things, you know. One of my lovely students, we started doing this 
as as part of homework for Circle. And um, and he said he said you know I would never have said in a million years um, that I'm a poetry person, but he said I've sat here and each day I've done the little bit of writing that you've sold us to do, and I've now started to write poetry from the spirit world. How wonderful is that? That somebody who didn't think they had a poetic self, a poetic nature is is there you know and he's bringing out that um sense of connection and so that's one of the that's one of the things if you write down if you make a note you again you're committing it there you can look back if something's said you know about a situation that's coming or something that may happen that you may need to be aware of again if you've got it written down and dated there you'll be able to come back to those kind of things and say well look that's where I, I sensed it. That's where I felt it. There are a lot of things that have gone on this year where I've had conversations months in advance with someone and said, the spirit world have talked about this. And, and this is something that I believe is going to be a problem. This is something that's going to happen. And I've talked about it with people months before it's happened. And I've said, see, there it is. What they said was right. It's never a case of I'm right. It's always a case of what's being said to me was correct and and has given that sort of strength and that support so you know that taking time to sit and just to have that little bit of thought you know you may want to call particularly on your guides and your helpers you may want to send out like i often do i tend to think about certain members of family or you know friends of mine in the spirit world you know one of my my great friends glenn edwards he passed away a number of years ago um but i still am aware of his presence and sometimes I'll get a sense of him being there and him talking about something. And I go, all right, okay, Glyn. And even then, it'll come through someone else, what he said to me. It'll come via another source. So, you know, you'll get that lovely sense of confirmation. And, and again, as you get that confirmation, that will hopefully give you a greater sense of confidence in your own mediumship, your own sensitivity, your own awareness. So again, that's something on a on a on a daily basis that's that's good to do you know to build up those of you that that are already working mediums and working healers you know again hopefully these are things that um you'd be able to put some time and put some energy um into as you go you know these are all things you can do um in your home environment etc um you know this is one of the things maybe um, not for everybody, because there are still a lot of people out there that are still working harder than than they've ever worked possibly before, not only in key workers, but in all areas of industry. But for some of us, we've had more time on our hands, maybe, than we've ever had um, in our lives before. We've kind of been brought to a, a grinding halt, if you like, in life. And so it would be now's a good time to sort of stop, start having a, a read of some things start having a look at the things that you want to kind of nurture and develop you know bring some meditation time into your everyday life because again that will give you a, a great sense of connection okay um another thing that um before we start opening up to some more questions if people have them another thing that i think is is really keen and something that that i teach all students is about space clearing now space clearing everybody comes at it from from different angles for me a good way of describing space clearing is all the time 
mentally, emotionally, physically, we're kicking off energy. So when you talk about people's auric fields and energy, you're kicking out that energy into the space that you live. So sometimes when you go to some people's homes, you go into the house and you go, your house feels so lovely. And all I want to do is snuggle up and go to sleep. It's so beautiful here. Now, that's nothing to do with the bricks and mortar. The house may look lovely. It may be beautifully decorated. But the energy that's there within that place is because of the people within it because of the energy that's put out there. This is the same when we think of our lovely spiritualist churches. Um, when we go in, the atmosphere is created by the love and the energy that's going on in those places. So when there's lots of lovely positive feelings, positive energy, that's what you're creating in that space. However, when we are in a more difficult space, a more emotional space, a more stressful space, that energy is also kicking out into the space around us and it's going into that atmosphere. So it's literally like emotional dust and debris. And so space clearing becomes the, the natural act or the spiritual act of dusting away the energetic debris that's in that space. And when you think about it, for so many of us now, we've been almost confined into our own homes for the best part of a year, not always in the best space mentally or emotionally. And so, of course, what we can do as a, as a good daily practice is look at forms of space clearing, ways of dealing with the energy. Even if there's a good energy in your environment, space clearing can be the act of bringing more love, more energy, more power um, into that space to make it and keep it in a good space. You know, I've talked to so many people um, during the course of lockdown that have said, my house is feeling really odd. You know, I don't understand why why I feel so unsettled. And of course, you know, I'm lucky I live on my own. So the only person I can blame um, an unhappy atmosphere on here is myself. Um, but, you know, when there's several of you sharing a home or a space, sometimes that energy gets um, a little nerving and jarring and stressful. And that's in that space. So space clearing is is literally different acts which focus our energy on clearing away um, the negative and bringing in the positive. Now, um, rather than explain everything about this in detail, on my um, website, which I've got on there, you'll see there's a section on my website which says free teachings. And on there is a guide to space clearing, uh, which is a free guide that just takes you through doing space clearing. But loads of people, when they think of space clearing, always think about getting out things. I don't know whether you can see this very well, like sage smudge sticks and things um i don't personally tend to use sage because i have a bit of a chesty situation that goes on and uh so it's very smoky but you can use sort of you know sticks of incense and light a stick of incense and then waft it around with the thought wherever the beautiful smoke goes it cleanses and clears bring in the energy of the spirit world the friends the family that are in spirit to bring in the positive energy to start dissipating the stress and the strain that builds up in those spaces, you know, that's when you go into people's homes and you find them feel lovely. It's because of the energy that they're putting in there. You know, you often find when you go into someone's treatment room or meditation room or their man cave down the bottom of the garden where they take themselves away to, um, to do their spiritual work, those environments build with that love and that power of the other world. So again, inviting the other world into the everyday life 
you're also asking them to bring in that love you know we had um and i've got it somewhere unfortunately it's upstairs packed away somewhere but we used to have a lovely um bless this house um prayer that used to be up in our hotel that we used to have and and always i think of that that kind of prayer that you know bring a blessing to this home help us to deal with the challenges of life and asking for that that love and that power you know as i said to you about that candle i have to keep forgetting which way that way that candle there um you know you can light a i know it's terrible i don't know which is left and right when i'm on a screen um but that candle there um that's sending out healing you can sit and focus energy on a candle and ask that as the candle burns it burns away the negativity and the stress as the smoke burns it cleanses and clears the space around you you can make it even simpler than that you don't need the incenses or the candles sit and from within you let that light that power of your own spirit expand out into that space around you mentally saying whatever needs to shift and let go let it go bring in the spirit world come and bring a positive energy and a positive atmosphere you know open your windows you know i when i lived with my grandparents the first thing that happened every single morning every single window in our hotel was opened from top to bottom like about 30 odd sets of windows were opened so the air flew through the rooms and that flow of air just cleansing and clearing removing the stale and stagnant energy um nowadays we're all in hermetically sealed little rooms everything's um you know double glazed and tightened so that not a single draft gets through because we don't like our drafts and our colds but actually you know it keeps us confined in that space so open your windows and your doors for a bit do a bit of space clearing and again that can be done daily you know when when you're feeling um the stress of what's going on that's something that every day focus on bringing the positivity in you know focus on bringing the positivity in and letting go of what's not positive you know let go of the stress and the strain you know we've all got this to deal with at the moment we're all finding our different ways to cope but i find that every day when i i light incense because you can see behind me i have rather a lot of incense and i light some incense and waft it around and then i smell the fragrance of that and i find it uplifting it doesn't have to be a particular fragrance or or anything but the intention and the power that you put behind space clearing you see all of these things are lovely props but again like we said right at the beginning of the evening all energy follows the thought so if the thought is to create a beautiful loving peaceful atmosphere that's the energy that you set within that space when you put that love put that energy out play music uplifting music strong and vibrational music that's really really exciting really really beautiful really uplifting um it changes the vibration in a room those of you that got singing bowls will know that you can get your singing bowl out and go around your room and and resonate that that vibration that energy if you haven't got singing bowls you can go and clap in the corners of your room and that breaks down energy you know you you can do anything that 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 resonates with you you know anything that lifts you anything that lifts that mood but the intention and that setting of the focus is really the clear thing loads of times people come to me and said i've done space clearing and it doesn't work and then when you talk to them about you know have you set the intention oh no all i've done is bought um a sage stick and i've gone like that round the room until it looks like i've had a bonfire and uh, and i thought that would do it 
So it's the prayer, the intention, the focus. You are really harnessing the power of the spirit. Remember, you are a spirit in the body. You're asking the lovely, wonderful power of the spirit world to come down and be with you to help work upon that environment, you know, to bring their love, their strength, their power um, into the space as well. So, you know, this is this is really key. And even when it comes to um, and I should be careful where I tread here, Lawrence, um, I've gone to in the past. I can remember I went to a church that I used to go to a lot many years ago. And hadn't been there for a number of years and and I, and I walked in with my friend because I was going to be serving there and I walked in and I went oh my god and she went what's wrong and I said it's like downtown Beirut in here I said are the committee at war and at the time that I'd been invited the committee had divided into two factions and were fighting and the atmosphere in the whole of the church had been affected and I said right before my demonstration tonight I said, I'm going to sit out the back there and focus on beautiful energy and happiness and joy because I've got to work in the midst of all of this and I've got to work in this this energy. And, you know, you can feel it. So, again, where even if we want to take these these ideas of space clearing into our working environments, because, again, working environments may be stressful. And so. Another way that you can do that, again, you can't necessarily wander around your work with a burning load of sage going, I'm just cleansing your aura, dear, don't worry, you'll be fine. Can't always do that and get away with that at work. So, again, what you could do if you if you put this energy into like a ball of sunshine and imagine that there's a ball of sunshine in the room that you're in or, you know, you can put the love and the energy uh, into different spaces, you know, so. Um, if you do Reiki, you'll you'll think about chi balls and qigong and everything, sending balls of sunshine. Um, I always think about it. I used to think about this and do this way before I ever learned about Reiki. And if you remember in in the Charlie Brown cartoons, there was a kid who always had a, a rain cloud over him that was always raining because he was always so miserable. Well, I always think have a little ball of sunshine that follows you around everywhere, and so that it wafts, um, you know, so that you have that lovely. Um, energy that that wafts around you you know again are we responsible for our own energy we can't force other people to be in a better space but if you create a nice space if you create an energy um it ripples out from you and therefore people that come into contact with you people that come in your home when we're allowed to have them in our homes again god willing whenever that will be now um they will be affected by that lovely energy. They can't help it. When you go into the church, you know, um, Lawrence and I were discussing this, how lovely it is to be back in the church and to feel people in the church, to feel the energy of people back in the churches. Because, again, a church isn't a church unless it's the people in it. It's just bricks and mortar. Otherwise, it's only a building. It's the people. A home isn't a home unless the heart is there, unless the love is there. So, again, bringing these kind of things um, into the energy of, of a space. And again, different techniques. There are loads and loads of ways to space clear, loads and loads of things you can do. Um, but again, doing something that you know lifts you, raises your energy, gives you a bit of a boost is perfect um, to do on a daily basis. You know, if you're finding the news is getting to you, put on a comedy show. Put on a comedy film that makes you laugh or a radio show that makes you laugh 
or phone someone who you know you can have a good luck to lift and change the mood you know that you put that love that energy that that happiness you know everything that that we deal with goes back to that all energy follows the thought okay and so also again if you've got questions on this lawrence will bring them in i'll shut up in a minute so we can have some questions sorry lawrence there's so much <laughs> i want to share um also the actual sitting to blend with the spirit well those of you that that are working mediums or those of you that, that are healers or people even that are interested to sit and to take time and even those of you that that may not think there's that within you to just sit and take some time each day to say to those you know and love in the spirit world to ask for the love of of the divine the spirit world to come in the guides and helpers to just sit and be with you to just bring you the peace and calm and then just allow that love allow that power um to surround you and to encompass you and and just to take that time you know it's really important as we as we're working to remember that it's the space we put ourselves into you know a lot of people who are sensitive and those of you those of us that are all interested in this field of work interested in the spirit world are by and large sensitive to atmospheres sensitive to people sensitive to the to the state of the world it's very easy to go into that space where it's all doom and gloom and it's all panic and certainly i think the stuff i've gone through this year that that has put me in a spin uh, as well as other people so we have to manage our energy we have to manage the power of our spirit and harness it you know this is this is where we put our money where our mouth is from over the years of working with the spirit world about saying right let's bring in the power of healing to a daily basis let's bring in the wisdom from the other world and the support for us on a daily basis let's stop going into this i'm alone with this we're not alone you know look at the the wonderful things that lawrence does um online he connects us all over the world all of you that are listening now and all of you that are um you know listening to us later that you're not necessarily on live this will keep rippling out you know it'll keep rippling out to people and, and keep reminding you can go back and listen to this again and again and again sink it into your subconscious you know listen you know to inspiring talks listen to i mean lawrence has got a video library of stuff on Facebook of all the things and all the speakers from the different um, beliefs and understandings. And again, we've got the opportunity, YouTube, Facebook, Audible, I'm a great lover of Audible. Um, listen to things that inspire you. Listen to people that talk about love and energy. Listen to the spirit world. Come online and watch church services. You know, there might not be a church near you. It might have been a church that's no longer open. Um, but again, connect to people. We are not alone in what we're doing here. You know, we're not alone. We may be divided physically because we can't be with each other physically. But then again, the spirit world are in a different vibration of energy. They're not with us physically, but we have every method and means to connect with them. So allow this power, allow this love to be a part of daily life bring in the simple things the self-healing you know whether or not you feel that you hear and connect to the spirit world every time you sit and meditate that doesn't matter 
The other world will hear you even if you can't always hear them. Just because you don't sense, see, hear them or feel them at a certain point, it doesn't mean you are alone. You know, the spirit world sees and knows and hears us. They hear our prayers, they hear our thoughts. The fact that we may not always hear it back from them doesn't mean that we go unheard and that we're alone. So Lawrence, do you want to, if there's any questions or anything, if you want to um, open up for any questions, I'm quite happy if anybody's got questions they want to ask. Yep, I will indeed. We've got a lovely Branmore Hill. And actually, this is a really good question because I know a lot of people are struggling with this. How to get my focus back when we, when we sit. I think um, when we look at like sitting in the power and meditating, I think just to let go of any expectation at the moment. I think so much people say, well, I can't sit, I can't sit, I'm too distracted. Maybe it's because we've maybe spent a little time where we've got out of practice, you know, we've, we've got off the bike and we haven't got back on it again for quite a while and we feel wobbly, we don't feel as if we're, we're in the space. So I think personally, almost come back as if, well, let's just start at the beginning and just sit and focus with the breath just get used to sitting back in the space just having the the meditation music or sitting in peace and quiet if that's what you prefer and just focusing on the breath just focus on surrendering to the breath and inviting the other world to come in but don't place an expectation on what and how it's going to affect you because often what we tend to do is compare how we've sat before and how we've managed to do things before just put the space there and just even if it's just peace and quiet for 10 minutes 15 minutes whatever it may be and just accept that that's as much as you need to do in that moment and then just sit again the following day sit again the following day and just build back up into that getting used to sitting again um you know we find a million and one reasons when our brains are very active our brains are like monkeys, they're, they're scrambling around. And the minute we sit and go quiet, the brain reminds you of all the things you've forgotten to do. It distracts you. Oh, you didn't do so-and-so, you didn't do this. And when we haven't meditated for a while, for whatever reason, the mind goes back to that behavior. We've got to teach it again. Come on, be in this space, be peaceful. Let the body become peaceful again. You know, I'm, I would say to people, you know, you'll get the fidgets. And, the fit, and you'll feel like you're being tickled and then you'll, you'll do that and then you'll feel tickled up here and then you'll brush it off there. That's distraction of the mind. Although it's energy that's building and you're becoming sensitive to energy, um, I would say if you can go, well, there's a little tickle there. I'll acknowledge the tickles there, but I'm not going to move. I'm just going to stay sat like I am and just go back to the breath and just be peaceful and move back into that light, that power, as I connect to spirit, just make me, help me to be aware and just go back into it and just bring yourself back into that space of learning to be peaceful, learning to be calm again. Because bear in mind, you know, look at the circumstances around us. Life is anything but calm at the moment, you know, regardless of what's going on out there, sometimes in our own homes, um, and I know, you know, Fran, you've, you've just moved and, and family things and stuff as well. Um, you know, so there's always stuff going on. So it's just about making um, that time, making that space. 
and and don't put the pressure on i think that's the problem once we start getting irritated that we're not sitting as easily as we used to that becomes a block in itself so be be peaceful be relaxed just build up as if you were starting to sit again for the first time no it's not the first time but you'll find that just letting go to it you'll come back into it more easily that's what i've found for me as well hope that helps fran Oh, you're on mute, Lawrence. Can't hear you. Blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Very real life. Um, no questions. No, I always say to people, you know, don't be shy about asking questions. If you don't know the answer, there's nothing wrong in asking questions. You know, there's, you know? there's no such thing as a stupid question. Loads That's of other people want to ask but don't ask i think some i think somebody asked about incense somewhere but i don't i wasn't quite sure i didn't really see what it was about uh which meant yeah every well everybody's everybody's favorite of incense is different i do love the mother india range my favorite is ganesh now which way am i pointing that way those very brightly colored things those are um mother india um everybody finds di different things when it comes to incense i mean i don't if we're talking about space clearing you can use any incense that you find favorable to you actually rather and some people say well i want to use sage but i don't like the smoke um you know they do have um sprays of the essential oils as well so we have um like room sprays um or that you can spray yourself with as well so if you don't want smoke at all because some people don't like smoke obviously but you want to use something that's that's very focused on that you can use the you know um sage sprays which also are, are very nice um again you don't have to i i love i'm a, an incense fiend um i love incense left right and center um, but I have to say, there are some incenses which, you know, they smell nice in the packet and you think, oh, that's great. I can buy, you know, three for two pounds and you get them home, you burn them and it smells like you're burning a bonfire in the house. So it is trial and error. But um, yes, Mother India, I find is is beautiful and they are very sort of natural herbs. Then there's no chemicals, etc. as well. So, so yes, um, you can. So I think, again always have a have a try of different ones um you know um one of the ones that we were recommended recently by a student was ones called native soul um and they've been really really nice and and lots of people have enjoyed those so again it's it's about trial and error really so don't go out and bulk buy something until you've tried it and use a fragrance that you like um that you find uplifting that you know you want because again that fragrance is going to linger in your house so you don't want your house to smell like a bonfire and um, because that's going to make you think anything other than peaceful and calm and relaxed and i also i don't tend to use incense when i'm sitting meditating um either because often it can dry the air out and sometimes it can make you a bit coughing for some people so again you may want to if you if you want incense for space clearing say before doing a meditation or a healing session I would advise that maybe you burn it like the hour before you go into that space 
and then go and sit in the room once the smoke has cleared and you've just got the lovely fragrance remaining you know i don't i don't i say to students healing students and things don't burn incense while you're treating someone because it could make them um, where they're deep breathing more and getting more deeply relaxed it could set them off coughing and choking so i always say to them you know put the fragrance in the room beforehand or you know use an essential oil or something in a room um a different way um poorly yes tibetan bells as well little tinctures are beautiful um to use for sound clearing and space clearing and there's some beautiful things i mean you know i've got a friend who has a lot of beautiful crystal singing bowls and and loads of musical instruments um because they used to do lovely um sound concerts um debbie and stewart who who do beautiful um sound um evenings and and those when you hear the resonating energy of them going out into a space it's stunning oh there's a lovely question from sarah malone how can we tell when spirit influencing our dreams to send messages would they do this right um good 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 question and a couple of answers for a lot of people um we need to think about what dreams are um first of all um some of our dreams are our own subconscious dealing with our day daily life our situations it can be sometimes just our subconscious dealing with the ordinary and everyday stuff sometimes it can be our own inner self trying to communicate with us and sometimes it's obviously the spirit world so depending on on how you're getting things sarah and again you know i see here is why would they do this as opposed to just telling me when i sit well it, again it depends is it the spirit world that's sending you that information or is it maybe your own inner spirit trying to tell you something or show you something um there may be things that we are only open to when we're in that sleep state as well because again we've sometimes we're we're not always picking up on something you know mediumship is operating through our awareness so sometimes we're not we don't understand something or we're not ready to receive something not saying this is the case for you just postulating a thought um that we may be aware of in some level more subconsciously than we are consciously with it so again if you are having a lot of vivid dreams you can get a dream journal and literally the minute you wake up write down what you got or depending on if the if you're finding that your nighttime and your sleep is disrupted by these dreams and these thoughts um you know i used to get a very vivid dreaming when i was younger and even people could talk to me people that were living in my house would come and talk to me physically to try and wake me up and i'd hold a conversation with them while i was asleep and i'd still be in the dream but then i'd be talking to them consciously as well bizarre um but i used to find that sometimes my dreams were getting more and more exaggerated and certain things i knew were not me but the spirit world and in the end i used to say to the spirit world you know um don't come and talk to me when i'm trying to go to sleep because i need to go to sleep to sleep i'm i'm a bear that needs a lot of sleep if i could hibernate for most of the winter i'd be quite happy um i need to sleep when i sleep i don't want to be going into here there and everywhere i do have still vivid dreams especially during this period of time i've had some really off the wall but i know it's my processing my inner daily processing because it's the 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 stresses and the upsets of daily life rather than any specific messages that come in so again could be different things sarah so i'd keep her uh, a concurrent note 
of things that you get in your dreams and things that you get within your mediumistic settings to see if they correlate or if they're two different, very different things that are trying to be brought up and and see where that unfolds, see where it goes. So I hope that helps you you a bit. But, you know, some stuff in our dreams is us. It's the same as some stuff in our sitting. You know, I've, I've had people recently that have said, well, why would spirit show me this when I'm sitting? And I said, well, do you think it's spirit or could it be you? You know, so there are there are different things that, you know, you can you can look at that sometimes, you know, we're involved. Our mind is involved in the mediumistic process. Our mind is definitely involved in the dreaming state. Um, you know, we spend probably nearly up to a third of our life in sleep. And yet it's an undiscovered territory scientifically. They're researching it more, more, more and more now. Um, and you have um, people like Charlie Morley. Um, if any of you are interested in learning to do things like lucid dreaming and things he's a hay house author a young chap and um and he's you know uh very easygoing to read and he's researched and looks at things but sleep is such a huge a huge landscape it's almost like our entry into a whole other world yet again Hello, <laughs> I keep waiting. <laughs> and Florence. <laughs> so I hope that helps you. The tail end of what you just said there leads very nicely into Colin here from Dorchester. Yeah, there's actually there's loads of different things. There's it's probably a very very big area. Um, you know, there's a wonderful audio that I that I had on tape many years ago back on c90 cassettes which was um the buddhist dream yoga now you might think oh that sounds interesting well actually all it was was a, a lovely couple of talks on um how certain buddhist traditions would train themselves that during uh, daily life they would stop every so often and say am i dreaming or am i awake and then they'd carry on with their daily life they'd do that all the way through their day and then it would follow into their dreams that they would then become conscious in their dreams. Am I dreaming or am I awake? Oh, I'm dreaming, but then become conscious in the dream. Now, again, depending on whether you have very vivid dreams and have very vivid information, um, I always say that's why I said about to, to Sarah about having a notepad right by the bed, because if you get up because you might have the most vivid dream that you literally sort of come out of your dream full of it and in the moment of it and you think my god i've got to write that down if you get up go to the toilet or go and get a drink i can almost guarantee you by the time you get back to your bed you'll have forgotten the majority of it because it's fast moving away because it's in that part of our consciousness where we're bridging to the subconscious it's the same if you talk to mediums about messages they've just given on a platform half the time we wait that information slips away from us within minutes of finishing that contact we're not aware of half of the stuff that we said it always makes me laugh when someone comes up and said do you know three years ago you gave me a message i don't know whether you'll remember it i thought if i gave it to you three minutes ago i might struggle um, so you know when you have have those charlie Morley again does this thing does lots of practices for lucid dreaming um but i used to have these very vivid dreams as i said and sometimes they weren't always pleasant um when I was going through a lot of problems in my spiritual work, not with the spirit world, but with living mediums who were less than nice with me, I used to get a lot of stuff go on in my dreams. And 
I learned if a dream was going out of control, I learned how to try and pull it back because when dreams get out of control, you know, you really, the whole body responds to it. You know, you start getting all the fight and the flight reactions. Your body becomes tense, even though you're lying there asleep in your bed. And so I learned in my dreams, I would put up, if you can remember on the old video cassettes, on the old video players, you used to have the fast forward, rewind, pause, stop and eject buttons. And I would have those appear in my dreams. I trained myself to imagine those buttons. So if a dream was going out of control, I'd hit the rewind button in my head and the dream would start again. But this time I'd take control of the dream and change it. Or if a dream was to a point and I thought, oh, forget this for a game of soldiers, remembering it's before the watershed, uh, forget this for a game of soldiers, I'd press the eject button and I'd come out of, and I'd wake up. So that was something that I learned. I can't remember whether I, I read that in a book somewhere. I must have done. I mean, I had so many books and things that I used to read in my teenage years um, on all different subjects. But that was another good way of being able to sort of control the dream. I don't, I, you know, I do have vivid dreams, but I say to the other world, this isn't the best point to come and tell me anything because I want to go to sleep. Um, but for those of you that want to investigate it, you know, um, you know, I'd say, sure, you know, investigate people like Charlie Morley. There's loads of uh, there's loads of others who I can't think of at the top of my head, but there are loads and loads of people who have written books on becoming more um, conscious and lucid dreaming and being able to go in and out. You know, when you ask Paula, is that lucid dreaming? Um, lucid, lucid dreaming can be the um, point when we are conscious of a dream. So normally if we go, just when we go into sleep, we have that kind of crossover. And also when we come out of sleep or drift back to sleep, I don't know if you've ever woken up, gone back, got up, gone to the loo or whatever, gone back to bed and carried on in the same dream. And you're aware that you've gone back into the same dream, but you're now much more conscious of it. You, you, would, you would recall that as being a, um, a lucid dream, maybe because you're more conscious of it, more aware of it. And, um, and Pat's asking a question, how do you explain when dreams come true? Again, because the spirit world, I'm um, sorry, I'm just racing ahead of you, Lawrence, trying to fit in as much as I can. Um, that the spirit world can bring us things. And also remember that our own spirit is in touch with everything. So we can know premonitions can be spirit given, as in guides and helpers will bring it, or we may already have a conscious knowledge of what is to come. That takes us into the idea of predestination and free will, which is a big debating topic in spiritualism. Um, but, you know, if it's, if it's true that we know things about this life before we come because we've chosen maybe to live certain things and do certain things, if that's correct, then that may already be in us. But also, we may also see, sense and hear and feel things ahead of time that may be given to us by the spirit world. We may not recognize that it's given by the spirit world. You know, often people dream about when people will pass. I don't know if any of you have watched it, but there's a, a documentary that's just come out on Netflix um, called Surviving Death. And there was a lady on there in the uh, near-death experience one, the first episode, who dreamt that her son wouldn't see 18. And she also dreamt that, that she was going, uh, no, that lady um, had a, a, a near-death incident and, uh, you know, was dead for technically over 30 minutes, brain dead for over 30 minutes and came back. But she had, after this, these precognitions that her, her son wouldn't see 18 and, and he died in his 18th year um, and and she had that. But then there was another lady who knew that she would die during pregnancy. 
And of course, a lot of people at the time were saying this is your nerves as a mother and because you've lost um, babies before and and therefore it's a natural fear. But she said, no, I know. And there was a uh, I won't spoil it for you if you if you haven't watched it yet. But but she she literally collapsed on the day that she was going to um, have her baby. And and she did have that experience. You know, so there are things in, in premonitions, whether this is coming from our own inner spirit, knowing all the spirit will bringing it to us. We may not always know the answer to that. But if we're connected with everything, then technically everything that is known can be known to us, whether we are conscious of that or not. This is, you know, when you look at a lot of the the yogis that you know if you read things people like Paramahansa Yogananda and a lot of the yogic writings talk about oneness of consciousness and the knowing and the ability to know um everything that is if you are in that state of oneness and obviously not that we we mediums are in that state of oneness all the time but we can touch on these moments where suddenly there is insight there is clarity you know and it can all come come about it can all just come into our into our awareness so so clearly um and the yogis are very you know if you want to if you want to read about spirituality and awareness and things like start reading some of the yogic texts um because in their development you had um stephen wolston on a few weeks ago talking about glenn and he talked about um jamal who is a brilliant um guru and yogi and um glenn told us a story about taking one of his students another student called mark not me um and he said to jamal will you see one of my students and uh, and he said yes that's fine he said bring him along but he said before he comes ask him to sit and write three questions about his life that he wishes to have answers to and get him to bring that piece of paper with him when he comes so jamal hasn't met this student doesn't know anything about um him and he turns up and he's introduced and he said, Jamal, this is this is um, Mark and uh, Mark, this is Jamal. And as Mark went to put his hand out or to say hello, Jamal said, have you your piece of paper with you? And he said, yes. And he said before he got to take it out of his pocket, Jamal handed him a sheet of paper with the three answers already written down for him before he'd even arrived. So the consciousness was able to reach out and to know just as the spirit world, as it intermingles with us, knows and is able to impart information to us. So, you know, there are things that, that we can know, that we can understand. You know, as I said, when the spirit world said back in March, you won't be doing anything in person and in, in teaching wise until next summer. I was I didn't want to agree or believe with that but it's turned out to be pretty much true the way things have gone you know people's passings um you know i'm seeing messages come up where people have have said well you know um information can be there you know it's it's one of those it's it's a phenomena that happens a lot a lot of people also um especially children because children have not been conditioned out of seeing or hearing things they're very just they're, they're, they're open as they are. And, you know, often they'll say, well, so-and-so came and visited me. Well, they can't have done. And then it finds out that that person's just passed and has, has gone over to spirit, you know. So, again, sometimes people's awareness, you know, um, people come into your mind that you haven't heard of for years. 
And then you think, you know, I need to get in touch with this person. I need to connect with them. Um, something like that happened recently. Somebody was really on my mind. And um, I, you know, the next day, the their wife messaged me to say he's really ill. Can you send out prayers for him? But he was in my mind all the all the previous day. And I thought I really must get in touch with them. I really must reach out to them because I haven't I, I'd only seen them a week or two before. Not not very long. Um, but again, our awareness is all interconnected. And, and so as people are thinking of us, people are needing us, you know, again, um, I know someone said that, that they're Jennifer about a grandmother having dreams, um, but knowing that they would pass you know, we, we sometimes do know, you know, I've known when it's the last time I'm going to meet somebody, members of my family or, or people I've known. Um, you know, some people say the the, you know, awareness can be as much a curse as it is a blessing. And, you know, we can say that's true for some people. You know, there may be things that are given to them, things that they become aware of that, you know, may not be positive you know uh, experiences that they may not see as positive but sometimes it's, it's just about there's an awareness within us that reaches out you know as the spirit that we are but again some people it's it's not it's not something they can handle or they 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 just shut it down and you know there are people who shut their awareness down they don't want to deal with it they don't want to work with it they don't want to look at it and although i may think personally that that's a shame it has to be right for the individual, you know, sometimes people, because they, they have families and things go on in their life, they put all their spiritual stuff on a back burner. And then later on, when the kids are grown up and, you know, they, they haven't got so much on their plate, all of a sudden it seems to open up again, you know, or something happens that kind of triggers the event, you know. So for everyone, it's it's different. But I think, you know, it's understanding, you know, why, you know, if you here's here's just a thought. You know, when I've known that I'm not going to see someone or I know they haven't got very long left, it gives me an opportunity to make the best of any time that remains. And, you know, we may, you know, I've, I can't tell you the amount of times in the, in the past I've had people saying, you know, your dad says, will you please go and see your mum while you can? And I've then got a, from the sitter, um, I don't do sittings now, but this is going back. And I've got from the oh, well, I've got this going on, that going on. I said, and I said, look, your dad's just saying, please go and see while you can, you know, just make the effort to go. And um, and then a couple of weeks later, oh, mum's passed. But I never got to see her. I didn't go down, but I spoke to her on the phone. So at least I spoke to her. But you see, sometimes those things are being told to try and say, you know, don't don't live with a regret. You know, not saying that's the case in all instances, you know, but, you know, these sometimes our awareness touches on stuff that we don't understand why we don't get. I'll give you an example. One of the students years ago when she was sitting in, in circle, she um, she came out of meditation. She said, oh, I really didn't like that. She said. Um, and I said, what was the matter? And she said, well, I asked the spirit world to show me something to prove that they were real. And um, she said, I saw a man kneeling on the ground and then these two men chopped his head off. The following day, that news reporter was beheaded in the Far East. And she freaked out and I said, but 
I said, you saw something 24 hours before it happened. I said, you don't want to see that kind of stuff every day. But I said, you saw it before it happened. The following week, she sat again. And I said, and she was worried about it. And I said, look, just say to the spirit world, okay, you proved your point. I don't need to see anything quite like that again to prove the point that you're real and it's not my imagination. That week, she saw a piece of wood which was carved with two people fighting on it. She saw wrought iron curtain poles with fleur-de-lis ends on them. She saw a, a piece of material draped across the door that was pulled back. And she said, well, I have no idea what any of that was. That weekend, after that sitting, she went to visit her friend's new home and her friend had got an Ottoman box which had a carved um, scene of two men fighting with swords. They had wrought iron curtain poles with fleur-de-lis on and they had um, curtains crossing the doors to keep the drafts out. So everything she'd seen again was showing her something that she hadn't seen, in essence, to prove to her that she couldn't have made it up, she couldn't have known it, so it was something to prove. So again, these things can be shown to us. Premonitions are a big part of, of what we have. Yeah, and I've yeah. experienced experience. things. Put your mic near your mouth, Lawrence. We've lost you again a bit. Any better? Better. better. <laughs> oh, no, you're gone again there. Go on, carry on. Hang on. Hang on. He's just going to wiggle his doojar. <laughs> Your microphone's off currently. <laughs> Technology. Hello. Oh, there you go. That's all right. Yeah, there's there's another there's another comment there from from Helen um, that her daughter shuts out. Some people do, Helen. Um, you know, some people because of I think unfortunately in modern day modern day entertainment spirit contact is still um being made to be freaky and unnatural and scary and it does us such a disservice um to what we do you know in all the years i've sat and, and this year marks 30 years of me working as a platform medium this is when lawrence jumps in and says you don't look young, old enough thank you lawrence um <laughs> it was in your thoughts that's all right but um and, and being brought up with the spirit world, I've been taught there's there's nothing really to fear. It's the unknown that we fear. It's the the stuff, you know, um, the demons of our own mind, of our own emotions that, that are, are often our problem. Um, but for some people, they come to it when they come to it. You know, I've known people that, that have been in their 70s before they've opened up to the spirit world. And, you know, and and so it's very difficult, you know, to you can't make someone um open up you can't make someone decide that they ought to be doing it actually probably the more the more you badger someone saying you ought to do this the more they dig the heels in but eventually you know things things come in their own way you know and people open up to it when it's right for them you know there's no you can't force people um you know you can't you can't stop you can't make someone um, you know, and, and the same happens. I've seen some wonderful mediums over the years walk away from mediumship and their ability altogether because of things that have happened to them by the hands of other people. 
and they've just decided I don't want anything to do with it anymore and and they've walked away and you can't everyone's on their own pathway and will open up to it when it's right for them when they find the right teacher or mentor you know it's it's so different for everyone and the fact that you know Helen that you're involved in this you probably there's that lovely little drip feed of things every now and again that she'll take on board and mull over um from the things that you talk about from the things that that you you know you'll see and and so i can remember someone coming coming to workshops and um and it was the daughter who was aware and the mum who wasn't and and the daughter was continually saying mum you really ought to believe in this and everything else and and just no dear no dear no dear no dear no dear and then all of a sudden one day the mum booked on a on a course and came on a course and and started to to develop it and started to work with it and the next time i saw the daughter she said bloody hell if i hear mark stone says one more time she said because that's all she said i said but you open the door to that you drip fed mum all those years but she's hearing it from an outside source and our nearest and dearest we don't always listen to um even when it comes to our spiritual development you know we you know i used to tell my mum stuff and when i was doing healing with her and she'd go yes 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 even though she believes in it all she'd push it aside and then later on i'd say now when are you going to listen to your psychic son when he tells you something um but the same if my mum told me something i might have the same response and go oh, i don't know whether i believe that i don't know whether i go along with that so again sometimes an outside source can sometimes open someone's mind to it but they've probably heard it all the times before but just suddenly something something clicks you know so these are these are these are all things that are possible all things that are um you know a potential and again you know i was lucky i was brought up in a spiritualist household my mum and my grandparents were all spiritualists so i didn't have anyone saying don't say that that only happened when i went into schools and then realized that not everyone else senses or feels it the same way um you know so everyone's everyone's experience is different and equally as valid um you know i always think it's lovely when people are able to open up to the spirit world in a beautiful way in a personal relationship in everyday life doesn't mean they have to become a platform medium doesn't mean they have to become a reader or a healer um you know recently i saw something um and it was all about you know do this and earn money as if it was that was the only reason to get involved in doing it and okay people have to live and earn i live and earn through teaching as many other mediums do um but I thought, is that the reason to get someone involved on a pathway? Because it, it could be a different work for you. It could be a, a you know, a different income source. Not that this is again a big, hey, we could have a whole evening on the, the attitude of money and energy and everything else. Um, but, you know, everybody has to, everybody earns their living in whatever way and whatever they choose to do for that living. But I thought it's sad if it turns into learn this just purely so you can earn because then your intention, and I noticed somebody used the word intention in a comment earlier, your intention going in may not be aligned with, with what we're doing necessarily. Um, you know, so it's, I'd, I personally say to people when they start their journey on mediumship, there's nothing wrong with this being your journey that is yours and yours alone. If you end up sharing it with other people by choice, that will be up to you. 
but there will be nobody that pushes you from my point of view to do it. The other world might nudge you and might push you in certain directions, or you might find yourself suddenly standing on a platform when you haven't expected to. That's happened to many of us over the years. Um, but, you know, it's it's following that path. It's following that journey, you know. And and I think I would this is this was always my hope. If everyone had the connection to the spirit world, we wouldn't need mediums always as the intermediaries. We wouldn't need churches, particularly from the point of view of having to get a message because everyone would know and understand the connection to the spirit world is there for everyone at a certain level. OK, there were certain things that, that may cause a, a problem to have that connection. But wouldn't it be lovely that more people for themselves had that personal connection to the spirit world for them to be able to voice their problems, to be able to ask for the love and the support, to be able to get the healing that they need, not so that it's always through someone else. You know, if you if you look at the if you if, if you look at the Bible, all this you can do and more. All this you can do. And, and the spirit world always say to us, you're a spirit in the body. You can do this. But it just depends on whether this believes it's so. Very, very, very. Uh, one of the things very much related we're all mediums. Mediums are different things. Inspiration, healing, trans communication, you know. Spirit Everybody wants to be a medium. It's like, it's like much more. You are a medium. Develop, yeah. Develop that even, even in our daily life, our mediumship is, is active. I mean, I went to a friend's house for a meal once. And, and I thought, you know, I never go to anyone's house empty-handed for a meal. So I thought, I'll take my wine, as I always would. But I thought, I was really impressed to go and buy um, flowers for, for his mum. And I and I went round the corner and there were all these loads and loads of flowers, beautiful flowers to choose from. And I kept being drawn to gladioli, but none of the gladioli they got had actually come out into flower. And and I thought, you want to take a bunch of flowers that looks like a bunch of flowers. You don't want to take what looks like a load of broccoli. And um, so I I then went, no, that's what I've got to take. And so I went in and I said, I've bought these for you. I said, I'm sorry they're not open. But I really felt like you had to, you needed to have um, these gladioli. And she turned around and she went, well, look at that, George. She said, yesterday, I kept saying, I'm going to buy some beautiful gladioli. And you said, don't bother. And I said, well, there you go. I said, someone in the spirit world wanted you to have your gladioli. And she said, well, they were my mum's favourite flower as well. So there was obviously a little message that mum's flowers were wanting to be brought in, but it was just a, that intuition in that daily life, you know. So that's what we that's what we have to have a think about as well, that the other world, those little intuitions, those little awarenesses can be the other world also connecting with us, even in the everyday, even in the everyday. It doesn't have to be stupendous. It doesn't have to be world shattering. Um, the other world walk with us hand in hand. Just like our hymn says, hand in hand with angels through the world we go. You're welcome. Everybody watching, 
take away. I don't know whether they can hear you, Laurie, because it's really, it's really echoey. You might have to come right up to the computer and talk. Come closer. Come closer. That's too close. <laughs> Sorry, Lawrence. I just know that everyone's going to be sitting there going, we can't hear him. We can't hear him. Don't you just love technology? Is that it? Oh, marvellous. Loud and clear, Skipper. Suddenly, everybody's Steven Spielberg out there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, as you can see, technology is absolutely wonderful. Now my green screen's going. I think it's, 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 it's the influence of spirit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> We've got a lovely aura. <laughs> yeah. That's well, that says a lot. <laughs> You've got a crease in your aura. I hope you know. <laughs> yeah. I've been down the dry cleaners. <laughs> Mark, what a brilliant night. Wonderful. You know what? I'm so passionate about the uh, teachings to be brought back into our movement and especially at this time you know we need we need to be able to understand ask questions get out there find out what's going on not just um you know i've got my saying with a lot of churches and centers we did all become a little bit part of this message go around and it was all about mediumship mediumship and very little sensible sane teaching going on so we've got a good opportunity now um, you may agree, you may disagree with some of the things being said, but at least you're here listening and taking part in the conversation. So. And you know, I always say to people, whatever anyone talks about is their opinion. Go out and find out for yourself if it's true and if it works, you know, and I think that that's really, really important. You know, um, don't believe anyone just because they say I'm a medium, you've got to believe me. Go out there, look for the answers things into practice and and you'll you'll find out for yourself what is the truth of these things most definitely most definitely and always ask questions people don't walk away thinking oh i wish i'd ask that yeah ask no question is stupid if you don't know the answer true you know and if anybody does treat you disparagingly then they're not a worthy teacher no. yeah i agree i agree so uh, quickly run through. See the mic I've got here is great. Isn't it? Well, hey! <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking like a pro now. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> what have we got coming up tomorrow morning, ten forty-five? We are live on Zoom for one of our divine services, and tomorrow we've got Jack Eckhart Lungland and. Uh, Lola Kiss Jensen coming at us from Denmark. So they'll be taking the service 10.45 in the morning. 3 p.m. We do have a live service within the church. People local to the area are more than welcome to attend. Uh, and we have Angie Freeland taking that. And the wonderful Jamie who's in the room tonight will be chairing. So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to give people opportunities to keep working in whatever field. 
and let me sit back and mess something else up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that will, that's live within the church here in Paul, and that will also be broadcast live online for view only on our Facebook page. Monday night, 7 o'clock, Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, we have meditation time. Wednesday night, we've got the Spiritualism Lyceum. This week is being taken by Parry Potter. That really is his name, honestly, because I, I questioned it when he first said it. I was really, you sure? <laughs> no. Yeah, but he is a wealth of information uh, and he does specialise a lot in his trance work. Well worth tuning in, hearing Barry's story, and also having that opportunity to interact. So that will be a Zoom session where everybody can join together. Then, oh, Sunday week, 10.45, the Zoom service will be taken by Stephen Trolland. Oh, wow. And that, bizarrely enough, mm. I looked at him on Facebook and I thought, I've heard of you and I don't know you. And about a minute later, I sent him a message saying, hi, can we chat? And a minute later, a video call came through and he went, hello, who are you? And I went, oh, well, I don't know, you phone me. <laughs> oh, sorry, my son got hold of the phone. He's messing about. Oh, anyway, who are you? And <laughs> yeah, what a nice guy. <laughs> I just, thank you. <laughs> the children have their uses. <laughs> oh, most definitely. I was, I was uh, was he funny me? Go away. Luanne making a comment there. You want to see us with a glass of wine, love? <laughs> mm, that's true. <laughs> or when we've stood there and I've left the streaming on. Oops. Luckily, there was nothing libelous. That's all I can say. <laughs> we haven't got that then. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, somebody in Florida sent a text saying you're still live. I was like, oh, I still God. hear you. Mark, absolutely wonderful. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Enjoy to work with you. Thank you all, everybody who's joining us tonight. We've had all over the UK in tonight Stockholm, Pennsylvania, Melbourne. Wow. And I'm sure there's a few other areas. That I mean. Oh, Hamworthy as well. <laughs> All the way from Hamworthy. All the way from Hamworthy, over the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> if it's ever working. A rope bridge across there, that won't, that won't break down every five minutes. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all, everybody. Look after yourselves. Stay safe, stay sane. Yeah. Please... Go back, look on our YouTube channel, PCSC on YouTube, or on our Facebook page under the video tab, and go back through, review some of the videos. We've all got a lot of time on our hands at the moment, so yeah. And I love that part you said about, you know, bring on the uplifting stuff when you get down. Absolutely. Somebody commented, Julie Caswell said, I opened all the windows and turned Queen on. I thought, yes. give it some. Yeah, can't go wrong with a bit of Freddy. That's Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you again through the week. Bye -bye. Take care. God bless.